This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia, and this is our 173rd episode of Talk Direction. And as you may have noticed, um, I did not introduce Caitlin because she's not here today. Um, But holding down the fort with me are Martha and Steph. So um, I'm going to say hello to each of them so you can know their voices. So um, hello, Steph. Welcome. Hey, Lucia. And hello, Martha. Hello, how are you? Good. <laughs> so both Martha and Steph have been on the podcast a couple of times before. And for anyone that doesn't know, Caitlin is doing her MCATs um, right now. Well, not right now, but she's doing them next weekend. So she's taking some time off to prepare because the MCATs are like really hard. <laughs> so um, wish her luck on that. But she will be back with us next week. Um yeah, she we we had um, or wait is this? Yeah, we didn't have an episode last week, so um, so Caitlin will be back next episode. Um, but thank you so much, Martha and Steph, for joining me. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Good. I'm doing good. It's, it's Saturday raining here. Oh, it's raining. Yeah, spring has sprung in Missouri, and it has rained all week. <clears throat> oh wow! Yeah, it's been raining here a lot too. Um, all right. So today we're doing a song discussion on a old 1D song called Alive. And I was trying to look through and see when the last uh, 1D song discussion we had on this podcast was. And I think it was two and a half years ago. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, because we've just been following like the solo stuff and... I've never, I don't think I've ever done a One Direction song discussion since I've been on the podcast. That's exciting. So it is exciting. I'm kind of excited to be doing this. And it'll be really interesting to go back, like, now that we have had so much solo stuff and reflect on a One Direction song. hmm Yeah. Um, we also have some news today. Um, we are... Um, oh, yeah. Our Patreon. Sorry. Listen, you guys, this is the first episode I'm ever doing without Caitlin. And it might be a bit of a shit show, so (laughs) I apologize in advance. Um, But hopefully you'd rather get this episode than no episode at all. So just bear with me. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we do have Patreon, which you can check out at patreon.com slash talkdirection. Last episode of TDDL, me and Caitlin answered some Would You Rather questions submitted by our patrons. And Caitlin also had some questions about concerts and like albums and stuff that she asked me. So that was a cool and interesting episode. And this episode, Steph and Martha are going to join me on. And Steph is actually going to quiz us on some old uh, 1D knowledge. I think you have a magazine from 2012. Is that right? Yes, I have a book from 2012 called test your super fan status amazing um so yeah i was going through it last night and pulling out because some of the questions you know i was just like eh. but i pulled out some good ones and then i also 
pulled out um, a magazine called One Direction Celebrity Spectacular. And um, <laughs> it's from summer 2012. And it, along with some trivia questions, it also has hot guy posters. So hot it's guy posters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm very excited. <laughs> well, that's very exciting. I'm excited to see, like, if these questions are like real or like totally not, you know, some of them are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like if it, if it's going to be like, what's their favorite color? What's their favorite food? I'm not going to know the answer. to Yeah. That. Some of them, some of them are good. And some of them are just like, how would you ever even know that? <laughs> <laughs> cool. As someone who became a fan, like in 2015, I am like, mm. not going to know any answers, but this will be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So join us over there on Patreon if you want to participate and answer the questions along with us. <laughs> um, so we do have some, a little bit of news today. I just wanted to talk about Liam a little bit because um, Liam participated in the Global Teacher Prize um, thing, which is in Dubai, and it was on March 23rd. Um, and basically there was this concert that was, um, for this global teacher prize. Um, and the global teacher prize gives a million dollar award to an exceptional teacher, which is insane and amazing. Um, so that was cool that Liam participated in this. And also little mix was there and, um, Rita Ora was also there with Liam doing their song together. Um, but in, um, conjunction with that, Liam did an interview with um, Dubai Radio, the Chris Fade show. And there was some quotes that I wanted to read because they were in reference to his music. So um, they asked, are we going to get a solo album? And Liam said, I'm working on it. It's difficult these days. I think musically, music has become such a big race. So many stars emerging like every day. There's someone new who is found. I think everyone is struggling to find a place in this new world of internet. <laughs> um, and then they said, is there a place for an album anymore? And Liam says, I don't really know. I've had this conversation with so many people and I think albums do different things for different people. I don't really know where I'm at with it yet, but I know I'm having a good time doing what I'm doing. And I like releasing different singles. I like touching on different subjects and sounds. I'm just going to see where it goes rather than going under too much pressure. If I want to do an album at some point, I'm sure it'll happen. But right now, I'm just trying to find the right songs. So that was interesting to read about sort of where he is with releasing music. Um, and I know we talked about this a little while ago when he had that Tomorrow magazine, because he said kind of a similar thing. Um, but how do you guys feel about this, these quotes? Sorry, I didn't choose yeah. one of you. Um, whoever uh, just said yeah. Well, no, I guess I feel... <laughs> I feel like he's struggling a bit to figure out what he really wants to do with mm -hmm. his solo career. You know, because before he was very much like, didn't we even have an album release date? It was in like September, yes. wasn't it? So yes. before he was like, yeah, an album is coming and I'm going to tour. And he was really, it seemed like he was taking the real, you know, classic approach that we would expect like an album and then a tour and then another album and da 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 da, da. so it's kind of interesting now that he's released this EP he seems to be done with at least whatever that phase of whatever that album would have been right. and he's kind of moving forward but he doesn't really seem to have a plan for what he's doing so yeah it's kind of interesting yeah. yeah but I don't know what to make of that because I feel now are we gonna actually get a tour from him how when he only has right now something like seven or eight songs total mm -hmm. I mean I don't know 
Yeah. What about you, Martha? Um, I agree. He just <clears throat> every time I feel like he's like decided what he's gonna do, he like backtracks, which I can't quite figure out like why he keeps doing it. So I right. don't know. He seems a bit lost to me, but hopefully he's happy. That's all that matters, right? Yeah, I know it's hard to like say because of course like I want him to like put out music and like do an album if that's what he wants to do. But if he's like if he's actually really happy just sort of like doing what he's doing right now, then that's I just want you know, I just want him to be happy. Yeah. Um but yeah it is hard to know because there's kind of conflicting things like you know, saying like music has become such a big race, um, like everyone's struggling to find a place. So it's hard to say like is it that he can't really find what kind of sound he wants to do or is it or is it more that he's just kind of like happy you know just putting out singles and stuff i suppose if he puts out enough singles he could have enough songs for a concert <laughs> for a tour. True. <laughs> so, but he yeah. hasn't even really performed like the stuff off his ep so then it's just like well yeah that's the most interesting thing is it seems like everything on his ep he's kind of over like he wasn't yeah. He hasn't wanted to perform any of those songs. And it was also a, ra- a wide range, a little bit of a wide range of, of, of sounds. Like the first two songs I think were kind of similar. And then there was that slow piano ballad and then that much more like poppy song slow at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he hasn't wanted to perform any of those. So that is very interesting. I would like to interview Liam and find out what, <laughs> what it all means. <laughs> um. Um, I also was going to talk about Nile stuff, but I didn't have time to prepare it because I'm trying to move to another state right now and it's very stressful and I'm doing every adult thing possible that you can do and it's like, it's a lot. But Nile has been like tweeting a lot and releasing some song clips on Instagram and he also released um, a acoustic version of What a Time with Julia Michaels or I guess she released it with him. Um, which I haven't actually listened to yet, but Steph, you listened to it? <gasps> I listened to it on repeat yesterday. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, you've got to listen to it. And you can buy it on iTunes as a music oh. video. So I just oh. did that. And then I just listened to it as music on my phone. So thanks, Julia, because that's perfect. <laughs> now I don't have that's to awesome. rip it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great. And I can, you know, support them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was really good. And apparently they recorded it in Niall's living room. Oh my god, that's so mm. cute. I know. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was really good. You guys should watch it. And Niall's vocals are just like, he's so good. <laughs> really? I can't wait to hear it. It's just his harmonies, you can hear them much more clearly, right? Because there's no production. They're just sitting oh, there right. singing. So yeah. his harmonies on the chorus are just, it really shows how far he's come vocally. Um, yeah. especially since I was listening to a lot of old school stuff, knowing that we were going to do this episode, I was just oh, yeah. like, wow, there's such a contrast between how he sang on like up all night and take me home uh-huh. <laughs> to now, <laughs> like not that he was a bad singer before, but he has improved a lot. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, he did say on his Insta live that he is planning to release his album this year and that his writing is going really really well and I think he said it's going as well as it could be and he wants to tour uh in 2020 so that's exciting wait so did he say he's definitely releasing his album this year or he wants to he didn't say he's definitely releasing it but he said that is the plan oh my god that would be so exciting if we got a Nile album like in the fall Mm -hmm. yeah (gasps) 
I mean, I guess I guess it makes sense because it was two. It'll be two years in the fall since Flickr yeah. came out, but still, like that seems very fast because you know he just finished touring. But I guess right. I mean, I guess that is a normal album cycle, and it just sort of brings to light how like crazy the one D schedule. Yeah, <laughs> right. When we got an album every year and a tour every year. Yeah, that's Man. crazy. Yeah, so Can he's probably imagine? like. Can you imagine living that life that you no. like, did that? It sounds right. insane. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I know when we were watching, I was watching the um, This Is Us documentary with my friend a couple weeks ago. And that was one of the things that I was kind of just like reflecting on because they were like recording an album while they were on tour. And they literally like, woke Zane up at like 2 a.m. And they were like, I know you just went to sleep, but like you need to come record some vocals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but then he gets up and he slays it like, he's like i know okay. and then he just sounds perfect and goes back to sleep i know what the heck <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine being that talented you just like wake up at 2 a.m and then just like sing like an angel and then go back right to like i can't even speak when i get up let alone sing me that neither anything that anyone would want to hear like <laughs> yeah oh man <clears throat> mm. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. So I'm excited to have like Niall things to talk about coming up because I'm sure there'll be like a lot of lead up whenever he is ready to release his album. Oh, singles. He that reminds me. Also, (laughs) I know. I was like, oh, God, I'm the Niall stand. I have not paid much attention. But he also said in that Insta Live, he just did a photo shoot for something exciting coming up. Oh, I remember that. So I don't know if that means he's doing something like with his modeling, although he says every day is a runway for him. So whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Or maybe a new single. I don't know if that's a stretch, but I mean, we did get slow hands at the beginning of May in 2017. So if he is trying to be on the same sort of schedule, yeah, and he wrote Slow Hands in February 2017 and then released it three months later. Whoa. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll be the contrarian and say it's probably for a golf magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is also equally <laughs> as exciting in Niall's head, right? Either a golf exactly. thing or a music thing. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, we probably will get some Niall news soon anyway because it's the Masters coming up, right? Yeah. I think it's in yeah. like a week. Right? Oh, yeah. Usually. Oh, well. My birthday is it next weekend? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it is probably next weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. That's exciting. That is exciting. I think it was you, Steph, that was tweeting that Niall's going to have, like, when he's old, he's going to have, like, a golf podcast or a sports podcast. <laughs> yeah, I did. And I, I can't wait will. for that. <laughs> I know. I want it. I, I'm excited for it. I will I be an avid listener to Niall's sports podcast. <laughs> yes. That you don't understand Me too. anything about? That I don't understand. Yeah. But I'll I learn. My, my sports knowledge will go up, like, 500%. Once yes. We that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all just randomly become, like, super knowledgeable about golf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the main discussion. Um, We're going to be talking about Alive, as we mentioned. And Alive is the 17th track on the deluxe version of One Direction's third studio album, Midnight Memories, which was released November 25th, 2013. Um, And there's 18 tracks in the deluxe version. 
Um, and there's only 14 on the non-deluxe, and I'm still very confused why they have deluxe and non-deluxe versions um, in this day and age, but I don't know. There you go. Um, and it's only uh, 2 minutes and 41 seconds, which is kind of short for a song. Um, <clears throat> it was written by... Um, yeah, all five saying on it, um, and John Julian and this guy Matt Rad um, did all of the like instruments, um, and then they also produced the song. And Matt Rad is someone who I hadn't heard before, so I looked him up, and he also has worked on a few other one D songs, including Best Song Ever, um, and he's worked on some Little Mix songs, including Power, which is a song I love. Oh. <clears throat> And apparently he was um, born and raised in Oakland, California, which is where I live. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, do you guys remember, like, you guys remember, like, the first time you heard this song or, like, what, what you know, did, like, it used to be one of your favorites or is, like, is it a song you, like, didn't listen to much? Like, I try to think back and it's hard to remember. Yeah. So I remember the first time I listened to this song was when that entire album leaked <laughs> on Tumblr. Oh my god, I, was, I literally forgot I was about that. Madly downloading every track before they were gone. <laughs> and so it was like 11 p.m. on a weeknight, and I'm sitting, this is when Spencer and I lived in a condo that was one bedroom, so he's trying to go to sleep. I'm oh. on my computer, because my computer was in the bedroom, uh -huh. and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't sleep, like I have to... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like listening I'm trying to listen to all of the songs at once like one minute clips uh -huh. um, yeah but this song I, is definitely one of my favorites on the album I would say it's still one of my favorite one D songs actually I love this song <laughs> yeah me too yeah. and it was just it was shocking at the time when it came out because it's so with the power chords and it's right. very it's got a very pop rock feel and I mean before Midnight Memories it was all, I mean, it was all teen pop, right? So this right. was just like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> it was shocking, but in a really, really good way. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't remember. Well, I didn't come into the theme until after 4 was released. But right. I do remember I downloaded 4, and then I downloaded the Night Memories. But this is on the deluxe right like, mm -hmm. this is a bonus track right yeah mm -hmm. yeah i don't think i had the bonus tracks downloaded for a while so probably oh, no. that if i deduct from that the first time i heard it would have been the concert special oh wow watch oh. but i do really like it it definitely encompasses like the sound that they like were going for with midnight memories and i really um like it, it's on my my i have like a playlist with a bunch of artists but has a bunch of 1d songs on it and this one's on it so it's at the top of the list. Yeah, I love this song a lot too. Um, it's interesting because, yeah, Midnight Memories was the first album where I think the boys really started to have like creative control mm -hmm. and where they were really able to like contribute to the writing process. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely Louis has said that. Um, I think they've all said that. Like the first two albums were kind of mostly written for them. And I think they like participated a little bit, but it wasn't really till Midnight Memories that I think they actually started writing. Um, and if anyone um, listened to our last, I think it was our last, or what, one of the TDDLs in the last month or so, we talked about, um, we talked about all of that and like the, the like um, songwriters they used to work with and like um, 
what was that guy's name? Savan oh, Kotecha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just how like in the beginning they weren't really like encouraged to participate in the process essentially. Yeah. They um, really had to fight to be able to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But this song, it really does encompass that feeling of that album and the uh-huh. arena rock vibe. They, tried to have with it and they were very it was very pop rock where the next two kind of got a little bit more chill and they were finding their sound yeah but this yeah. one seems like very clear rebellion from teen pop yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like the whole album is very like loud yes yeah very loud and this song was so good live right like mm-hmm. on um the where we are tour they did it with the there was the like fireworks and stuff it was just yeah. it was so it was so loud and it was good on Ultra too but then they nuked it for drag me down part way through when drag uh, me down came out yeah right. i did not hear it i saw ultra post drag me down so oh, well i did not i've never heard the song live which i think you had well, later but i have not <clears throat> yeah i don't think i've seen it live either because i've only seen them live once and it was after zane left and they had um four out so i don't think they played this song they played it partway through until drag me down came out hmm. so i can't remember on whenever yeah it's all a blur because i saw it and then drag me down came out and mm-hmm. then my husband and i went to a show and this is one of like two oh. one songs he likes and he's oh. like well i'll enjoy that loud one and i was like oh bad news for you oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Do you guys like do you guys prefer having if you were to go to a show do you prefer to have drag me down or alive oh i don't know because drag me down is like one of my favorite songs too yeah i I don't know i would pick drag me down you would i think i would probably pick drag me down just because that song's so fun and the crowd gets so into it yeah i mean this one with the in the stadiums with the fireworks is pretty cool yeah (laughs) yeah I think I would pick Alive. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's so good. I really it's like so this fun. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to um, a live performance um, in preparation for this. And it was also like they did so many fun things with it live. Um, there was like a lot of like woohoos that they added and like screaming stuff like throughout yeah. the song. Um, and then Liam has this like like really cool bridge in the song and he changes up the melody when they do it live um oh yeah that's right yeah and then in the that. last chorus it like it's like just drums like all the instruments drop out and it's just yes. and then, yeah. them singing, which is like so good i agree with that yeah yeah so um <clears throat> yeah i know i love the song so much so we're just gonna go through the song by the lyrics and then we can sort of talk about everything as we go does that sound good sounds good all right, so the song opens with some very heavy electric guitar um, sounds that I love. And the first verse is sung by Liam. And the lyrics are, my mother told me I should go and get some therapy. I asked the doctor, can you find out what is wrong with me? I don't know why I want to be with every girl I meet. I can't control it. Yeah, I know it's taking over me. So, what do we think about the beginning of this song? <laughs> I feel like these lyrics are like the epitome of like a twenty-year-old boy. So it mm-hmm. just makes me laugh because like, yeah. literally, <laughs> probably them in a nutshell when they wrote the song. And I, 
Uh-huh. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I find it really comical, and it's hard to know if they, like, it's just hard to know if, if they do things on purpose or not. Like, like, did they know, like, did they, were they going for it to be a little silly and comical, or were they not and it just comes off that way like my mother told me I should go and get some therapy (laughs) (laughs) they didn't even write it themselves right like none of the actual none of the boys are credited as writers for this so someone wrote Louis is oh Louis Louis is is, though okay yeah okay well then I don't know (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so I maybe Okay, but it could be kind of a precursor to No Control then, right? Because Definitely. it sort of does have the same kind of themes to it. Um, yeah. No Control executed them lyrically better, mm-hmm. I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just, I can't, like, I love this song, but every time I listen to it, the imagery of Liam, like, sitting in the doctor's I know. office and explaining <laughs> that he's like, look, every time I go to a party, I really want to sleep with every girl there. So can you just sort of help me with that? And then the doctor just kind of being like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, you would have to watch. I know. It is a really comical song when you, it is. When it you is. dissect it. Um, (laughs) yeah I also often will listen to it from like a queer angle because like when I'm singing it I'm like oh it could be someone who's like realizing they're queer and like doesn't understand it so they go to therapy and they're like is something wrong with me and then the therapist is like no that is that is a good point though Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, I'm, like, a big proponent of therapy, so, like, I like that they're talking about it. <laughs> I, yes. mean, I mean, if you look at it from, like, more of a progressive statement, like, this song is pretty much, like, it's okay to, like, embrace your sexuality. Yeah. And, like, like mm-hmm. that is what I feel like the point of the song is, is yeah. the lead to, like, think about 20-year-old boys, like, going to therapy because they want to have sex with whoever they met. But yeah. I just embrace that conversation that you know, we don't have regularly, I know, you know, wasn't something that happened to me as a childhood and still affects yeah. me now. So like, I do really like that. It's just like, hey, it's all right. That's how you're supposed to feel. You know, mm-hmm. living the moment. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah, I, I do like how they um, did the melody to these verses. Mm-hmm. That it's just the same notes, all four lines. And it's just mm-hmm. like a descending pattern and they sound very desperate <laughs> yeah yeah like, like is the point and they're like I don't know what's the matter with me help me and, and uh-huh. the, way the melody I feel like just like accentuates that desperate feel of the yeah all right so then we get to then I was trying to say next and then and I said then um then we get to the pre-chorus um and first we have Liam saying I'm going crazy can't contain it and then we have Zane saying so tell me just what I should do first of all having like Liam and Zane like singing together seems like not real you know what I mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) like wait they did a collab Like, it's been so long at this point. It just seems, yes. like, wild that they sang together. Yeah. 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 And Zane sounds so good on that. He does. Mm-hmm. Oh, their voices blend so nicely. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll read the chorus too because the pre-chorus kind of goes right into the chorus. Um, mm-hmm. And the chorus is all five of them singing and it goes, um, she said, hey, it's all right. Does it make you feel alive? Don't look back, live your life, even if it's only for tonight. She said, hey, it's all right if it makes you feel alive. And I feel like my favorite part of this chorus is that last makes you feel alive because it just like, there's like the guitar, the electric guitar is like the kind of slidey thing. It just, I love it. Yes. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun how loud it is and how punchy the Mm -hmm. drums are and the guitar is. And I just, I really enjoy how it's very, it's got these loud rock sounds but it's also mm-hmm. this very boppy like boy bandy melody yeah it's very fun <laughs> yeah definitely I agree yeah I'm I'm if, I mean if it's a if it's a ballad I'm probably like tuned into lyrics but I'm definitely someone who listens to more like the music and this mm-hmm. song is so good mm-hmm. and it just like from the very beginning it was like full throttle right when you start with the guitars and it just like yeah. sucks you in I love it yeah, I'm the same way, like, I often will not even, like, notice lyrics until I, like, actually go to dissect them, because I'm such, like, a musical person. Um, so, like, there's some songs that I listen to that I would be like, oh, my God, this is my favorite song right now, and I, like, don't actually know what the lyrics are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like the song is interesting, because it definitely has that, like, very, like, rocky sound, um, in, like, especially in the beginning, and then I think... I think they must use, like, a lot of electronic instruments. Like, maybe the drums are electronic um, because then it kind of has that, like, more, like, pop rock sound. Um, Yeah. Like, it doesn't sound like live instruments. No, it really doesn't. It sounds very – it's very produced. It's not a very organic sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I like how there's, like, a lot of harmonies, too. I mean, I feel like that's present on most of, like, the One Direction stuff, especially the older stuff, or really all of it, um, that there's, like, just, like, a lot of harmonies, like, even if it's kind of quiet in the background. Um, but for this one, I think it's, like, on the verses, like, the second part of the verses, there's, like, a little yeah. harmony that's very pretty. Yeah, it's interesting, too, this one and um, the other one on this album, Little Black Dress, uh-huh. that is also kind of punchy. And mm-hmm. the whole song, that one, is them all singing together. And I'm like, I'm not a huge fan of that song because it's mm-hmm. very, I mean, I don't like the lyrics. But aside from that, it's very, it seems very flat because mm. there's not a lot of change in it. It's just them singing together the entire time. Right. Um, but this one is, like, it's much better. Even though they're all singing together on the chorus, it just, it flows and it sort of dips a little bit more. Like there's a little bit of variety there, which makes it a lot more enjoyable for me. Yeah, definitely. I also think it's, like, one of the few times, like, um, that they actually sing all of them together in harmony, like, on their album. Because they, they would do it in concert, like, mm-hmm. live. But a lot of times, like, choruses was just one person. And maybe at the end, they would all sing together. But you didn't right. really get that a lot, like, on their album. So I do like that as well. Yeah. 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 It's just a very full sound in the chorus and they Mm -hmm. are doing a true like five-part harmony which was very very rare for them Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I like that sound a lot like the that full sound of the chorus and then it also really lends itself because when they do it live 
um i think like zane does like a lot of like ad lib like screams and like extra stuff during the chorus oh, yeah. which like really works because they're like all singing it so you can kind of do that and it still sounds really good mm-hmm. um yeah and this chorus is just so fun to sing like really loudly it is it is a very good <laughs> driving song this song yes. like, it is a very good pump it up in the car on the way to work song yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah um I feel like yeah like looking at the the track list of this whole album like it is such like a like a raucous like loud album because you have like I mean you have some slower songs like obviously like story of my life and you and I are on this album but you also have like best song ever midnight memories um like little black dresses you said uh like better than words there's like a lot of like loud songs on this album um, yeah, and I feel like the, the, there's not probably going to be, like, a whole lot of, like, lyrical stuff to, di- stuff to dissect because it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I do feel like there's the intention of the song, as we said at the beginning, is sort of just saying that, like, um, like, if something makes you feel alive and happy, like, it's okay. Like, and if you're, yeah, like, if you're feeling like, and I feel like, I feel like, it's implied that it's also like as long as you're not hurting anyone <laughs> right like, oh, yeah. if you yeah. just looked at the lyrics I feel like you could be like oh that's like very reckless like hey if it makes you feel alive go ahead and do it <laughs> yeah well I mean and we'll get into that a little bit in the next verse I think um but yeah I liked um just the sentiment of the chorus here you know don't look back live your life even if it's only for tonight so I remember um when this song came out and then people you know you know people used to do those gift sets on tumblr with like lyrics and clips so mm-hmm. people would post uh gifts from the sh- their shows with uh-huh. these lyrics over it and I, yeah. I thought that was really nice because you know a lot of people especially for people who are my age would be like oh really you're going to a one direction show but it was just a nice sentiment that it's like you know it's not hurting anybody it's something that's very enjoyable and I'm just yeah. you know, going to do what I do and it's just it's cool yeah yeah <laughs> like, it's like, like a very empowering song. Badly, but yeah yeah it is it is and I like that so it really I mean even though it obviously has very sexual undertones because of the verses I think mm-hmm. that the chorus could really be applied to anything yeah well and that's such an interesting thing too cuz like you think like when like those guys were writing this song they were probably thinking of that of that like sexual angle but like when the boys are playing the song at a concert and it's like a large amount of like girls in the audience then it's like such mm-hmm. it becomes like this empowering song like mm-hmm. if this makes you feel alive like live your life like just be happy like yeah. it's fine yeah I love that do either of you have any more thoughts specifically about the chorus or pre-chorus Nope. Nope. All right. So then we get to verse two, which is Niall. And I feel like Niall is like the most like recognizable on this song. Agreed. There's like something to his voice or like, I don't know if it's the accent or his like tone, but. Well, and his, his voice just works really well on this type of song because he has that more gritty kind of voice it's not as smooth and even like Liam yeah. was saying so it works well for a pop rock song and it's yeah it's very it sounds very good I agree and I feel <laughs> like this is like one of the first times we heard like what Solo and I was gonna sound like because this is very much like oh, right yeah precursor to like what he is now it is yeah it's very it, he sounds very similar on the song to how he sounds on um 
uh, mirrors, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like he just is that talking, that talking thing really well. Like this, this lyric is like kind of talked more than it's like sung. Yeah. Yeah. He does that really well. Yeah. He Uh, just sort of talks along through the beat. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. So the lyrics of this verse that Niall is singing are, went to a party just after the doctor talked to me. I met a girl. I took her right up to the balcony. I whisper something in her ear that I just can't repeat. She said, okay, but she was worried what her friends would think. Um, so I like that this song is like, is like such a continuous narrative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It actually does tell a story. <laughs> yeah. Like he went to therapy and then he went to this party. <laughs> he found another girl. Imagine you go to therapy and then just straight from therapy, you go to this party. <laughs> The doctor said to do it if it makes me feel alive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I wish they made a music video for this I know. song to fit this narrative. I think it would have been really funny, whether intentionally or not. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. That um. Yeah, I like this verse. Um, so on Tumblr, there was this post mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like, I still wonder uh, what Niall whispered <laughs> to that yes. girl. <laughs> and, um, so I reblogged that a, a few uh-huh. months ago. And I have this friend that I've been talking to recently quite a lot. And she's just, she's very new into 1D fandom. So she's kind of absorbing everything. And she mm-hmm. follows my Tumblr. And mm-hmm. she texted me. She's like, oh my God, what happened with Niall that <laughs> what's this drama from a long time ago and I was like no no it's just referencing one of their songs oh my god (laughs) she was like oh that was less interesting yeah like this song is just like one big college party cliche in my mind Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes first is just like the cliche of like college party which is just hilarious to me yeah Yeah, it really is like that is just I mean, it's just... I've never really been to a college party. Yeah. Well, this cliche college party. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very... Happen, but definitely what the movies, like, portray it as. Yeah. 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 Where it a bunch reminds of boys me of something and... like American Pie. Yeah. And for <laughs> mm. the boys who didn't actually, like, go to university, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, this is probably, like, this is what they think a college party is, which is just funny to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> well even with the like I met a girl and I took her up to the balcony like you just mm-hmm. imagine Niall being like ooh hey let's go look at the stars like, yeah yeah <laughs> so funny yeah there had to be some fan fiction made from this and I need to find uh, it mm. uh, I need to yeah yeah <laughs> I also I mean I like also that it's not creepy like Mm -hmm. they say very specifically in the song she said okay yeah (laughs) Yeah. that is good worried what her friends would think and then he's like oh lucky for you i've just been to therapy so (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah that's so good yeah i'll i'll read the pre-chorus and the second chorus now because then we can continue talking about it because it's kind of related Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the next pre-chorus said, she's going crazy, can't contain it. She asked me what I should do, or what should I do? And then the chorus, and that was Liam and Zane again, and then the chorus is all of them. And it says, I said, hey, it's all right. Does it make you feel alive? Don't look back. Live your life, even if it's only for tonight. I said, hey, it's all right if it makes you feel alive. 
Um, so I think that's really cool how like in the beginning, it's like Liam saying, I went like, I went to therapy, I'm going crazy, I can't contain it. And then the therapist tells him it's all right. And then the second pre-chorus is like the girl saying, like, I'm going like, it says she's going crazy, she can't contain it. And then yeah, Liam or whoever the boys stuff. are saying. Yeah. Yeah. The slight changes always make it very good. And it helps keep the narrative going here. Um, yeah. And I feel like this also really adds to the like, whole like consent factor, because it's like, it's not like just some like, horny boy being like I'm gonna do whatever I want it's like yeah it's like very specifically about like both of them and she's like I feel the same way which mm-hmm. just it just makes it like not creepy and it makes it just like fun and like positive because it's like both of them having the same feelings and like it just yeah. it really it really like it really makes a big difference having this like second pre-chorus of like she's going crazy can't contain it she asked me what I should do yeah yeah or what very, should I do it's very clever how they did that and it's um I it like, it shouldn't be surprising to me, but it kind of is, because there's some mm-hmm. other songs on this album that are very questionable lyrics. Yes. Um, so it's nice that this one is not that way, and I don't know, kind of makes yeah. me feel better about liking it so much, because, I mean, I mean, I do really like Little White Lies, but I kind of have to just not think about the lyrics while I'm jamming out to that one in my car, because the lyrics to that one are terrible. Yeah, definitely. Right? But this one's much better. So it's just it's so interesting that, yeah. I don't know, I guess the writers were probably a bit different on this one. Well, but, I uh, actually yeah. feel like I need to know now who wrote. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, now I'm like deeply curious. Because <laughs> there was definitely like a group of writers that wrote most of the songs on this album. So, oh, like, okay. The same ones like Julian and John. Um, wait, is there no? Okay, so here, I pulled it up. It says, um, Wayne Anthony Hector, mm. Edward James Druitt, so mm. John Ryan, Louis, Liam, and Julian. Okay. That was Little White Lies. So they all did write it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. There's got some other people on it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's interesting. That was all of them. Mm-hmm. Because I remember there was that um, article we were reading recently about from Julian where he said he said it was him, um, him, John Ryan, and then it would either be like Wayne and Ed or Louis and Liam, right? Did he say that? Oh, did he? I don't know. I feel know. like he said that. Well, there was like either Wayne Hector and Ed Druitt or like a team. So they would always come in together. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, it's very interesting. Um, but yeah, back to Alive, I think. <laughs> <This is amazing>. <laughs> <laughs> Lyrically, at least. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I also, I think it's funny how it switches from the chorus, or not the chorus, the verse to the pre-chorus. Like, it's Nile and mm-hmm. he's telling the story, and then it switches to... Um, Liam mm-hmm. and Zane <laughs> and so I just kind of picture Niall like relaying this and talking to this girl and then in uh-huh. the background like Liam oh my God. Dancing and being like she's going crazy <laughs> like a musical? I can't <laughs> the music video I've created in my head for this song it just it adds to the like yes. feel good nature because I always laugh whenever no, I like I totally it. that happening <laughs> <laughs> So 
I feel like the Midnight Memories video should have really been a video. Like, they should have taken that concept for this song. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It's it more, but, you know, sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. the Midnight Memories video. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a weird one. It was. Like, people in the fandom were very upset by that video when they came Wait, they? Yeah, because it was just, so the beginning where the party was kind of, you know, droning on and not super mm-hmm. fun. And they were saying, it just, it doesn't seem like One Direction. I mean, oh. Niall was trying to talk to the girl and... You know, he should have just been like making her laugh, and they're like, "We could have made all these little changes to it that would have just made it seem much more like the band." And I was just like, "You guys are way too upset about this." The music video, right? I don't remember that. I think I was like not super in the fandom just yet. Yeah, this was well. That Midnight Memories was when I was very deep into my Tumblr part of the fandom, so I mm. saw a lot of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I hope that someday in like a Q and A or something, someone will ask Niall, "What did you whisper in that girl's ear that you can't repeat?" <laughs> oh if my god! You... If I if I ever get a chance to ask him a question, I, I will do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Thank I, you. Will, I will do that. <laughs> I'm prepared. <laughs> you should like make a list of interview questions in case you ever interview one of them. So you're like, by the way, good idea. Burning <laughs> yes. question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to start a Google Doc. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> of questions we need to ask the boys. So if any one of us ever gets the opportunity, we can refer oh back to this. <laughs> All right. So next we get to the bridge. And the first part of the bridge is sung by Louis. Um, and it's really nice because when you hear Louis start to sing this bridge, like you can, he- you can tell his voice right away because it's so distinct. Mm-hmm. And that's just like one of the things I love about like One Direction and like the 1D songs is just like how you have like all of their voices like singing different bits, especially in the later albums. I just really enjoy that. Like personally, I think it makes it like so interesting and like dynamic to hear different like voices come in and stuff. Yeah. The best use of that is on If I Could Fly. Yes. Oh my God. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah. So Louis sings, um, we got to live before we get older. Do what we like. We got nothing to lose. Shake off the weight of the world from your shoulders. Oh, oh we got nothing to prove. Um, and then Liam sings in this like epic falsetto. Um, I said, hey, it's all right. Does it make you feel alive? Don't look back. Live your life, even if it's only for tonight. Um, and that like bridge ending with Liam singing that falsetto is like my favorite part of the song it's just so good I know it's so good <laughs> right the way he does it yeah um yeah, yeah and, then and then it just punches back in like it's very good <laughs> yeah and then it, so he sings like even if it's only for tonight and then it like kind of quiets down and then the last chorus comes in really loud yeah. and then the last chorus is the same with all of them singing um I said hey it's all right does it make you feel alive don't look back live your life even if it's only for tonight I said, hey, it's all right. That makes you feel alive. So, yeah, what do you guys think of this bridge? Yeah, it just really drives home that message where, again, it doesn't need to be about a sexual encounter, right? It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, it could be about anything, but it's just really about embracing youth and embracing, you know, having a good time and enjoying yourself and not worrying about what anybody else 
thanks. And I think that was a really, like, that was a very strong message that 1D had as a whole, not even mm-hmm. within their music, but just, you know, going to their shows and just themselves. And they really embodied that with just how silly they were in interviews yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like um, it kind of, like, encompasses, like, their lives at the time because they would have written these during, like, Take Me Home tour. So mm-hmm. that seemed like the time oh, yeah. they were, like, trying to live their life the fullest and mm-hmm. they were definitely embracing like live the live while you're young part of themselves so definitely. um I really like that like I do I also really like that message it's not something I necessarily did at their age and I wish I would have done more of so I really like that message it's like you know yeah. everything's not serious go out and live your life have fun um you know do what you like it's important to take care of yourself. It's kind of like a message that it, it's mm-hmm. giving. Yeah. <clears throat> I also really like the line, um, shake off the weight of the world from your shoulders, especially in context of like um, the 1D fan base and just like being at a show and like hearing that those lines and just being mm-hmm. like, being able to like leave all of your like burdens behind and just like for like the night of the concert. And yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I just, I love how it builds from that uh, I mean it's still it's loud the whole time but that mm-hmm. uh, we gotta live before we get older and then as it goes through it builds and that part where they sing the oh like that was terrible mm-hmm. but you know I just I love, <laughs> I love that it's so yeah it's just it's very fun to sing in the car <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is yeah definitely um do either of you have anything else specific to the bridge or last chorus no I do really like in the live version when they all the instruments drop out and they just sing themselves with just mm-hmm. the yeah, yeah it's just like the drums in the background mm-hmm. and then they're all singing yeah I really like that a lot yeah yeah we need to get live versions from that San Siro you know like they're somebody needs there. to mm-hmm. that so I can listen to it on my phone yeah mm-hmm. yeah I need to get those. I yeah. have some from a few, like a couple of songs, but I don't have all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I need a complete one. Yeah. So thinking about like, I, we were talking about like the like theoretical music video for this song. Um, <laughs> I like yours a lot where like, where like, it's like whoever <laughs> the boy is singing is like in the story. And then the other boys are just like following them around singing at them like a musical. <laughs> <laughs> And I also feel like, like when I listen to the song, like my like video idea, because like I think I like listened to it as like a queer song. Mm -hmm. I feel like if if like the like subject of the video was like a girl and she was like trying to figure out like what was going on, she was like realizing she was gay, and then the boys are like, like Liam could be the therapist in the beginning, and then like the other boys could all be at the party, (laughs) like yeah, they're all just like singing like to her, and then like the story is, is all about her. Um, but that's like my fantasy for every how I want every One Direction bit. <laughs> but I think it would be cute. It would. It would. Because um, I also like that when music videos have like a subject that's not like the artist, but then the artist is like there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's yeah. like a cool. Yeah. That would be cool. A cool video idea. And I just feel like this would have made such a good. There's so many. Um, options for this to be a music video and I don't know why they didn't make one of it I guess because it wasn't like a single yeah it's so like 
their songs are so like general. And this one seems like one of the most specific ones they had, and it would have yeah definitely lived up to like a music video video for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There is like a fan made music video um on YouTube of this song, and someone just took the the um footage from the Talk Dirty to Me. Uh, I guess that was like <laughs> kind of a music yeah. video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For One D Day, yeah. Um, so if anyone doesn't know, there was a thing called One D Day, and it was what was it seven hours? Yeah, I seven or eight hours. It was long. Seven <laughs> hours of One Direction doing stuff. Like it was, it was wild. Um, but during One D Day, they had this music video, and it was like it was Jason. Is it Jason Derulo who does that song? Yeah, yeah. So it was Jason Derulo's Talk Dirty to Me, the song playing. And then it was like this compilation of them just like fooling around. Um, and someone took that took that, that footage and made it black and white and then put a live over it. Um, and it does work quite well. <laughs> nice. I'm going to have to go watch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so if, if one of the boys were to like do this song on their solo tours, who would you choose? take it oh I don't know I feel I feel like Louie would be yeah fun because it would fit in with his sort of pop rock sound that right. I've ascribed to him since I liked Miss You so much mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know I feel like any one of them could do it justice honestly um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah Louie uh, Niall would be fun just so he can um, you know, sing his I can't repeat part. I feel like people would enjoy that. Yeah. Actually, this just made me realize, does Harry not have a solo in this song? He does not. He doesn't. Huh. Does yeah. he even sing on the recorded track? <laughs> um, well, no, it, it's possible that he wasn't there. That, that's it, like, a good question. Because yeah. <laughs> I know there's some, there's some songs that they don't all sing on because right. either they were sick or whatever. So the only parts that there, so the chorus it says all of them, but that's like five boys. So like, I don't know. Harry could easily have not been on that. Okay, so see, there's one of our questions we can ask Harry. Were you actually on a live? Yes, I mean he definitely <laughs> sings in the live version. Like you can yeah. hear his voice, but on the recorded version, you can't. I don't know that you could tell. Yeah, because right. this that's odd. This is must be one of the only one D songs that Harry doesn't have a solo in. You're I right. Agree with that. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I feel like in the earlier days, like they really didn't give um Niall or Louie um any right. any solo time. And each of them both have a solo moment in this song. Like Niall has a whole verse and then Louie has the beginning of the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. That's very weird. Especially I mean, Midnight Memories onwards, they it seemed like they always tried to get all five of them or four of them to have a solo at some point. Right. Yeah, and all Dane has is that one line in both the... Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's really like a Liam... It's really like a Liam Nile song. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) That's very weird. Liam sings most of this song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Liam sings the whole first verse, the beginning of the pre-chorus, and then obviously on the chorus, and then he also sings the second half of the bridge. Interesting. Yeah, I actually, I think, that too. I said should sing it with Liam. I yeah, in the live version, he actually sounds really good on it. 
He really does. Um, he does. This is like the one time that like he hasn't really embraced this type of genre in his like mm-hmm. solo work, and it made me really wish he would. Yeah, that would be so fun if he just like pulled this out at a concert, just like randomly. Like yeah. I'm gonna do a cover of Alive, or I guess it wouldn't be a cover because it's basically his song. Um, yeah, I can totally see Liam doing this. I think it would be really fun. I can also see Niall doing this and like making a, a little bit more like 80s. I oh, feel like yeah. that'd be fun. I feel like this song is like very easily like switched up like musically. Um, and then I feel like the first person that came to mind was like Harry, just because he has that like stage presence that I feel like would really work with this song because yeah. he just like prance around and like do a lot of hair flips and stuff he would i felt um. very like it would be very similar to him during kiwi right like yep. just going crazy yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah it's hard to say i think if i had to choose one of them to do it i'd probably choose harry i mean his voice would sound very good on this song it would yeah. it would yeah. i just like him doing these kinds of songs yeah 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 i hope we get more upbeat type stuff from him because his first mm-hmm. album was very chill save mm-hmm. for a couple of songs so. yeah yeah um if if wendy does a reunion tour sorry let me reword that when wendy does their reunion tour <laughs> do you want <laughs> do you want this song to be on the cell list yes <laughs> yes i do I... very fun it would not it wouldn't if I was making my dream set list it probably wouldn't make it but I would yeah. not be upset if it was on the set list cool I feel like yeah it's hard to say because like right now I'm like yes I definitely want it on there but then I'm like well how many songs do they have total like including all their solo stuff and then by yeah. the time they tour there's gonna be like what like 70 songs that they can choose from <laughs> yeah well and then so they'd probably if they did this they'd have to do a lot of made in the am right because they never right. toured that album oh, and that yeah. album is very chill <laughs> yeah. so i don't know how this would fit <laughs> that's true i would like i would really want this song though mm-hmm. i think it would be so fun it'd be super fun yeah because it's like it's like a fun light song and i feel like it would really it would just be good like addition to a show it would good throwback yep yeah um do you guys have a favorite lyric of this song um i'll have to go back and look at the lyrics (laughs) (laughs) i don't know niall whispering in her ear (laughs) something yeah it's quite cheeky that's probably mine too just because it is so unique and odd Yeah. Yeah. I really yeah. like the like she asked me what should I do. Yeah. I really liked that. I really yeah. like Zane on that line a whole lot. He's like mm-hmm. only played yeah. on the song, but he sounds very good. Which is a yeah. struggle for him, like a lot of the rockier stuff I know he struggled with and I right. think he sounds very good on this song. So Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, when I was watching the the live version of this song, I think it was Otra that I was watching. Um, Liam like starts this song and he like for the the fourth or the third line of the first verse, he like put the microphone to the audience to sing. And then when he went to sing the last line, he like sang the wrong 
line. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like very hectic because like, so the video started and Harry was like off stage somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then Louis was like entertaining the crowd by like asking the band questions. And then it was like, oh, Harry's back. And then the song started immediately. And then Liam had to start singing immediately. And like, I think he was like not prepared. <laughs> and then he like forgot the lyric. And I was like, God, it was so hectic. And I just think like I how those live that. shows were. How, really? The first one when I typed this in live that came up was the Sydney concert. And yeah. that was the first show of the tour, I believe. It I was Sydney, know. yes. I think that was the first show of the tour, and it seemed very like discombobulated. But if I remember, I was still wasn't a fan then. But if I remember correctly uh-huh. from things I've read, the first few shows of that tour were kind of a mess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first few Ultra shows were a mess because I think yeah. there was some rehearsals, mm-hmm. but some people did not show up to all of the rehearsals. Yeah, I think so it was very yeah. difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, not gonna name any names, but I think we can all figure it out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so they didn't know there were some songs that none of them knew the lyrics to. Like, right. Harry was the only one who knew the lyrics to Stockholm Syndrome because he wrote it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that they like all did not know any of those lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. So Ostra, when it first came out, everyone was super excited for the set list um, mm-hmm. because four was so good, and then there was like three songs from on the set list oh yeah it was basically the same as the where we are tour and people were like what yeah <laughs> and then they kept adding songs as the tour went on right it was such a mess it's yeah. so funny because like I'm like such a perfectionist and like you look at something like this and it's like okay you have like there's like millions and millions of dollars on the line <laughs> and like millions of fans and then it's just like like such a there's like just so much like mess and like chaos yeah and it's so interesting that like this is like this giant production and yet there's still still like all of this but yeah it still was like fun and it didn't like it didn't hurt them that it was like no if anything it helped them because it just made it like kind of more like fun and like yeah interesting the set list got better um once they came over uh, to North America. Mm-hmm. Like they did the first leg of shows, which was unfortunately not such a great sellout for those mm-hmm. fans. But I think by the time they found their footing and then they sort of figured out what they were going to do once Zane left, mm-hmm. they added some of the, like, they, I don't even think they had no control on the set list <laughs> originally. And then they added it and really? stuff like that. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I feel like we used to do like ratings of songs and then we kind of like stopped doing it because I like never know how to rate a song. And I always, if I like a song, I just rate it 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) But let's do it just for, just for fun. Um, what would you rate this song? (laughs) Uh, I will give it an eight out of 10 because there's no Harry solo and that's disappointing. (laughs) Mm, Okay, that's fair. Martha. Yeah, same. That's what I had as well. And I'll just take Seth's reason because there's no Harry Solo as the reason. No, I really <laughs> like this song. I just, it's not my favorite song, but mm-hmm. I just like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I give it 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. 
I feel like if I like if I were to like have written a song or something, I maybe would change the wording about like my mother told me I should go and get some therapy. <laughs> there's like it's like a bit like I don't know, it's kind of weird. No, there's something like I don't want to say cheesy, but there's something about the like the wording of that that's like mm, I would I wouldn't word it like that, but that's really the only thing I would change. I like love the rest of the song, mm-hmm. and I don't mind that lyric. Like I like the sentiment. Just the wording is interesting. But I also yes. find it interesting when people say, like, mother in songs. Because, like, I I guess I rarely say the word mother. I usually say mom. So whenever I, mean, I see people saying, like, my mother, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's so I formal. think they were trying to get enough syllables to, like, fit the... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my mother told me I should go and get some therapy. <laughs> But I think that's what they're going for. But it is weird because yeah. I never call my mom mother either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I never do either. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if this was like completely made up or if one of the writers, like if this was something that actually happened to them, like their mom told them they should go to therapy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> My mom tells it's me I should go to therapy. Story. Yeah, my mom tells me I should yeah. go to therapy. But, like, in a good way. Because, <laughs> like, therapy is good for you. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else we want to say about this song? Nope. Martha? No, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I was assuming that you were just like, yeah, I, I thought that's what you meant, but I just wanted to make sure. You're fine, you're fine. <laughs> um, do you guys have recommendations for us this week? Um, that's what I was just scrolling through my, my, uh, my book app to see if I had a book to recommend. I don't know yeah. Do. Um, I don't really have recommendations because all I've been doing for the last couple weeks is trying to like move and find a place to live and like all of that. And it's been horrible, but I have been listening to a podcast called up and vanished, which is a true crime oh. podcast. Have either of you heard of it? I haven't. Yeah. It's this guy who like, it started in 2016 and there was this guy named Payne Lindsay. And he decided that he wanted to like, he was a filmmaker. And so he wanted to like find like a really old cold case and just like investigate it and just see what happens. And so he picked this, this cold case about this um, woman who had gone missing like 10 years before. Um, and then he starts investigating it and then it gets like crazy. Um, and then there's like new, there's like actually like new leads happening all the time. There's like arrests made. Um, it's like really, really interesting. Oh. And it's definitely like creepy, but it's not like, um, it's not like, like I've tried to listen to my favorite murder and I just get too creeped out by that. Um, but this one isn't, isn't creepy in that way because it's much more like suspense and like, it's much more like trying to figure out what happened and stuff. Um, so if you like that kind of thing, I definitely would recommend it. I'm on the 23rd episode and it's like getting really, really good right now. And I've just been listening to it like constantly, like anytime I'm alone, I'm like playing it because I want to know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, I like true crime podcasts, so I'll have to check that out. Yeah, definitely. yeah. 
I don't have a recommendation. I have okay. not. I've, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's fine. I can't. I mean, the only yeah. <laughs> if, if we talk about podcasts, I did listen to, um, hold on, I got to find the name of it because I can't remember what it was called. Um, it was called, it's called The Gladiator, but I can't remember the full title, but mm-hmm. it's about, this is so off anything music related it's about um, (laughs) (laughs) that NFL player Aaron Hernandez who like got tried like got um uh tried for killing someone and then like committed suicide and then um and while he was in prison and then um his family donated his brain and they did the uh they ran it for that concussion disease that you know that's obviously plaguing the NFL and he had like the worst case anyone had ever seen and then it turned oh, into this big thing so anyway, it's like a seven it's like a six episode series about uh-huh. his life from like high school like childhood till he died and wow. then it talks about the um like what they found with his brain and all that and it's very fascinating mostly to listen to all the places where like interventions could have happened or maybe change mm. the course of his life that never did um so if that kind of yeah. stuff interests you um, it does have a bit of psych, like psychiatric, um, like evaluation that I thought was really interesting. They have his like prison tapes and all kinds of stuff. So it was oh, a really wow. interesting article. Is that was our podcast that was put on by um, a journalist in Boston who had like researched him for a long time. Yeah. Um, anyway, that sounds very interesting. It sounds it sad. It is sad. Um, but it was like I couldn't stop listening to it and it was only six episodes it's not like takes right. up a lot of your time yeah I'll check that out look it up well this was fun it was fun to do like a 1D song I feel like I want to do more of these randomly um, in the podcast like between the solo stuff just take a little trip down memory lane yes this was fun yeah. Yeah. and this song is super it fun is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you have any any other wrap up thoughts before we end? I don't think nope. so. Okay, cool. Um, all right, we'd love to hear what you thought about this show and your opinions on anything that we discussed today. Please feel free to send us news stories or anything One Direction related you would like to hear us talk about on future episodes. Um, Caitlin will be back next week. And um, I don't know what we're talking about yet, but um, Harry just did the, um, what is it, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction with Stevie Nicks. Yes. Um, they did so a good. performance together, which I have not even listened to yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but he looked beautiful. So. He looked beautiful. He was wearing some kind of blue velvet suit. Yes. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that next week. Um, and uh, yeah, so look forward to that. Um, thank you for listening to episode 173 of Talk Direction. You can find us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Find us on Tumblr at talkdirection.tumblr.com or on Instagram at just talkdirection. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Lucia O L U C C I A O H. And uh, Martha and Steph, do you guys have a Twitter or Instagram you'd like to share? Um, <laughs> I, I, I should. I was gonna pick one of you, but then I was like, "Enough time has um, passed. One of them will talk first. <laughs> I have a Twitter. Um, it's Martha Ann M A R T H A N N. 
85 and then on instagram you can find me at vacays v-a-c-a-y-s by martha for my fun travel awesome. pictures yes <laughs> um I have my Twitter. It's Designs by Sokka, which I'm sure we all know. Yeah. I also have my personal Twitter, which I can't even pronounce it because I changed the name of it. Oh, Tit in the Paper? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's Paper Houses in Irish, and it's at um, T-I-T-H-E-P-A-I-P-E-A-R, which I definitely just read from looking up my phone. Yeah. <laughs> also, I know I'm making fun of that spelling, but I'm Irish, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm allowed to make fun of it. <laughs> um, all right. Um, follow us or join us on patreon.com slash talk direction if you wish. Um, we're going to be doing a TDDL today uh, where Steph is going to quiz us on 2012 um, One Direction knowledge um, to test our super fan status. So that will be a fun and interesting time. (laughs) You can rate and review and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes um, and on SoundCloud and pretty much almost anywhere you get podcasts. Um, Thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode um, and helping me do an episode without Caitlin. Um, I think it went well. I did okay. Yeah, I think it was fun. It was fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm Lucia. I'm Martha. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time for episode 174. Bye. Does it make you feel alive?